Miami sun, she won't get a tan. Ain't worried cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, bay I ball like J400 in the right times. In Miami sun, she won't get a tan. Ain't worried cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, bay I ball like J400 in the right time. She looking cozy. Welcome to the Zone Talk Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 13 of the Zone Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Jamel. I'm back with Donovan, Devon, and Rashad. Knapp is not here with us today. Uh, Y'all wish him well. He'll be back soon. Had a tough time coaching them youngins uh, over at the high school. Yes, sir. But, um, you know, we wanted to get back to y'all this week. A lot of movement in the NFL. A lot of transactions happen in the trade. The franchise tag deadline is upon us. And we'll get into that in a bit. But first, Don, tell us who won this raffle, man. Who's getting this drip? All right, so boom. The first winner of the Zone Talk Dead Revolution raffle is going to be Ian Mack from New Hampshire. Ian Mack from New Hampshire. Shout Shout out my boy Dave. Shout out Dave. They call him Dave and Ian, bro. It's the wildest thing, man. When y'all told me that, I was just shocked. (laughs) That that had you messed up for the first couple times you met him. Um, Yeah, we're going to be reaching out to you. Actually, we've already reached out to you. I hope you check your messages soon. Yeah, by the, <laughs> yeah, by the time you hear this, we have already spoken to you, and we are already coordinating. <laughs> yeah, we, we need you to let us know what size and what color you like. But shout out to everybody that you know came through, decided to tell their friends about the raffle, as well as subscribe and follow. Definitely Much more raffles to come. I think I think we like those. Yeah, we're going to do a lot of collabing going forward. Um, we got a lot of good stuff planned. For you, but let's take a look at uh, some of the movement in the NFL this week. Uh, some new contracts, uh, in particular, the big news: uh, Dak got paid, baby. We we, we was waiting Dak. on it. Yeah, we got Zeke, Amari Cooper. They they got the guy they wanted, man. You know, Dak got the money he wanted. It looks like he got the the deal he wanted in terms of it being only about a four year deal. It seems like he gets in and out, but. Before that happens, he gets $126 million guaranteed. He can make up to $164 million on this contract. Uh, but what's huge is he has a no-trade clause and a no-tag provision. Uh, so that franchise tag is done with him. He gets a $66 million sign-in bonus and will make 75 M's in his first season. That's crazy. Yeah, shout out to his agent. So is this contract, like... Is this contract a current reflection of his value, or do you think they're like they're retrofitting this contract to him? Like, well, like, value. yo, man, like, you, I mean, we like know we did you wrong in the word. past. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's absolutely one of those <laughs> back pay. Uh, yeah, this is some back paid, but he deserves it. Don't get me wrong; I love to see Dak get his money. Like, granted, he did just come off that injury, and like, there's some question marks, but he's a top tier quarterback. I mean. The only thing that I don't like about this deal is just like where it places him amongst other quarterbacks, like a Russell Wilson. He's paid higher than a Russell Wilson, and like I, in my personal opinion, like Russell Wilson's a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. So it's just like, you know, will this? Could they have gotten this um, QB production at a cheaper rate? I think so, but you know, they they just were doing right by him, and it's just like, okay, so as a franchise. Are you just trying to do right by your players, or are you trying to win games? Like it's just a new. Market. Well, do you think they could have got somebody 
to like fill, you know, fit not, what they're not, looking for. Not necessarily right now. I mean, I, uh, Zach is definitely the best option for them right now, and that's why I'm not mad at the signing. But it's just the amount. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't budge, so they had to do what they had to do. But the amount is steep, and the very the, steep price. The value that he'll bring is I'm not 100 percent sure about. Okay. Okay. What do you think, Rashad? Uh, I mean, I hope they get a return on their investment. I mean, hopefully they can win a lot. Will they win a Super Will Bowl? They need to win something. I mean, you pay your quarterback that much money, you see a lot in him. And not, not just the quarterback, though. I need to bring this up. The QB, highest-paid QB, highest-paid wide receiver, Amari Cooper, highest-paid running back, Ezekiel Elliott. They just out <laughs> yeah, here I mean, I paying think, men. I think that got a great agent, so shout-out to his agent, like I said before. <laughs> um, but, I mean, good for him. Good for Dak, the person. Good for him, and you know his future is set moving forward. But I think like as the organization, there's kind of some question marks because you kind of like put your all into this guy, and is he the best quarterback in the NFL? I mean, what's the impact that he has? Does he have the same impact as the other top tier quarterbacks have on their respective teams? And I mean, now the expectation is high for the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't know if they will get a Super Bowl um, with the amount you paid him. I mean, as a fan, you would expect to see your Super Bowl within those four years of his deal. Um, but for me, I don't know if the Cowboys will get that. They are in among the weaker divisions in the NFL. So that's a bright spot. That's a division they could very well win, given their talent stacked up to the other teams within the NFC East. Um, yeah, it's but. definitely one of the biggest things they have going for them. Uh, you know, out of the teams in the NFC East, them and maybe the Washington football team, you know, I see as the bigger threats to win next year, but, um, you know, for, for years to come. Uh, but the Washington football team doesn't have a quarterback yet. So, uh, you know, the Cowboys are a team primed to – I, they're looking to win the division at the very least um, on a year in and year out basis. And it starts with the quarterback. They got a lot of money invested in this offense. Uh, I think long term, you're going to have to see how they make it work on the defensive end because they still have improvements they need to make. Uh, they have a little bit of room to make some moves this offseason, maybe one or two guys, some mid-level guys, but they can't really do a lot to improve on the defensive end. So they're going to have to rely on their own. In development in-house and you know hoping that guys continue to progress the way they expect them to in their system i really hope that you know if i'm dak prescott i like got a good financial planner i'm putting this money away i'm investing it because at the end of year two they're gonna hit you with that restructure <laughs> they're gonna be or, like yo yo we, we, we don't have pieces. any bread like what do you want us to do yeah. when you're when you're looking around like yo who am i throwing the ball to or like what's going on with this offensive line and things of that nature, like they're going to have some serious question marks that they're going to have to have answers for. Yeah. Like I feel like the thing that NFL franchises do, they'll pay a quarterback that they like Kirk cousins got a nice deal. I remember like his most recent contract, like he wasn't really that QB that he, the deal was like made out for, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just felt like he wasn't worth that, um, that contract, but he kind of played up into it. Like, he he elevated his play to yeah, the bet contract. On your, bet on yourself. <laughs> so like I mean, 
if that can elevate his play and play up to this contract, then, I mean, ultimately it would have to result in playoff wins for them. Like nothing yeah, else they, is good they, for them. Yeah, like they got to get a playoff win. Yeah, I was gonna say because Dak has been putting up stats. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's been. We know you up can numbers. hoop, but we need you to it's hoop. It's like that's like, the next step, and like that's the what they're paying division. you for. And like they're giving you the money, and you were asking for it. And like there was a whole, you know, there was a contract dispute between the two parties, and like they got it done. So now it's like the ball is literally in his court, and like I hope the I hope the best for him. But or we'll you, see what happens. You got as close to Mahomes' money as you could get, and now they expect Mahomes, Mahomesian, yeah, right? <laughs> Mahomes esque, Mahomes esque out of you. So uh, hopefully he's got it in him. Uh, I got faith in the guy. Yeah, um, Dak is a real threat. I, I like. I don't, I don't like to discredit him, but like it's just like. He he hasn't gotten over the hump. I think that's yeah, what I mean, it is. Yeah, just stacked up against the other guys, just the other top tier quarterbacks. What do you mean? I'm saying compared to like the other top yeah, like quarterbacks, a Russell like, Wilson. Like, yeah, that's a guy. I mean, I think it's just because he's proven it. Like he's shown that he can get his team to the Super Bowl. And like, granted, like he had like strong defenses on those Super Bowl teams, but like on on paper, the Cowboys really look like even defensively, they they should be getting into the playoffs and, and making moves. Like, they shouldn't be competing in a bummy NFC East. Like, they should be that team coming out of there. So, I, I really feel like, you know, this contract, if Dak can play up to it, the Cowboys will be the team that they need to be. Other than that, it's like they're not getting their return on their investment. And that came up. And good for him. Either way, I ain't mad at it. It's your thing. Yeah, I feel that. And I think it's uh interesting how this is going to look. You know, what other quarterbacks are looking at this like? You know, Baker is going to be due for a new contract soon. Lamar is going to be due for a new contract soon. Josh Allen, those are guys in the next couple of years who are going to be looking at new contracts. And if I'm them, I'm looking at Dak like, hey, man, I'm at least as good as you. Yeah, bro. That's <laughs> you know, that's like, you like, look, man, you know, what's their number going to look like? And hopefully by that time, the cap is going to be a little bit higher. Uh, it went down this year because of COVID and everything going on. Uh, but if the cap inflates a little bit more, uh, you know, they're more likely to see uh, the numbers that they're looking for. But it's going to be interesting to see how those future contracts play out. Uh, but I got a question for you guys. What's up? I was looking at uh, the contracts. You mentioned Devon, Zeke, and Coop. Uh, now, Zeke is pretty tied into that deal. They owe him a base salary of $12.4 million in 2022, uh, which becomes fully guaranteed this month. And Coop, though... He signed a five-year deal, $100 million contract, but technically it's really a two-year, $40 million deal, meaning they don't owe any more guaranteed money um, after this year, and they would only take a $6 million cap charge. Would you consider trading either Zeke or Coop uh, and recoup something within the next three years? Maybe not this year, maybe not next year. But do you think that would be in the works? I don't for them? think trading Zeke is a is a good option for them. I think, like you know, he's something that they can build around. As far as Coop, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to the option of moving Coop because although he is like an exceptional receiver, like Rashad has made the point of, like there are a plethora of receivers in the NFL that can honestly get the job done. And like if you have a run game, if you have a run game that you know teams respect and have, like they have to respect, they're gonna load the box and it's gonna make passing the ball easier. And if Dak's playing up to his contract, then he's gonna be able to distribute that ball to 
Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup, whoever it or may be. CD Lamb, man. CD, whoever. They just, you know, they just invested in the offense. Um, you know, last draft with CD, and uh, you know, of course, it seems like they know what they want going forward. Um, you know, their success, you know, to be determined. We'll see how competitive they can be in the NFC East. I just think it's interesting. I think uh, they're going to have to find a way around this cap space. If that, if things become a problem sooner than later on the defensive end, uh, they're going to be looking at, you know, where can we make some room uh, for improvement or where can we make some changes and not have such a huge drop-off. And I think receiver might be one of those positions where you say, you know, maybe we push X here, get Y here, and uh, we kind of level it out. But it all depends on uh, – it doesn't seem like that's what's in the works right now. I think if I'm, I think I'm, if I'm Dallas, I'm honestly gonna go with the, with the the friendlier figure, like whoever's the friendlier cap hit. Yeah. Like yeah. you're probably gonna stay because I need I need to get some of this money back. Um. To to Zeke's point though, I don't know, man. Like I could see them, I could see them shifting to a. Uh, to uh, uh, a more traditional at this point in this age of the game, like more traditional, like Passing. running back by committee. Okay, yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah. Like I see Tony Pollard getting more involved in that offense. Like like I saw that by the week, and I see Zeke. Granted, that offensive line was dog shit by the end of the season, but Zeke had himself like five fumbles last year. Was not looking good for some of these games where Tony Pollard was, you know, coming in showing a little bit of a burst. Um, now I don't think that is, is like reflective of Zeke like this yeah, past year, <laughs> but like, I mean, it, it has to put some doubt in your mind or at least the idea that, you know, potentially this could be a move that should be made. And Zeke's got some miles on him, man. I mean, same way you treat a car after you got it for a while, you know, once that first, you know, issue pop up. <laughs> you know, the, the, next the next one's, one's going to come soon after that. And, uh, you know, you you know, it's one of those things where maybe, you know, can you get out of it sooner than later? Uh, but, you know, I don't know who would want to take on Zeke's contract, um, you know, if he was to be a trade candidate anywhere. Um, but good for Dak. Uh, good for Dallas. It seems like they feel they they made the right move and not put themselves in position to be contenders in the NFC East and in the playoffs. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Time will tell. Who won that? Who won that deal, Dak or Dallas? Oh, Dak. Dak. Absolutely. <laughs> Dak is really laughing he to the bank. Them, bro. Bro. <laughs> he He's laughing to them. the bank, bro. Like he, he did he did his thing on that. I mean he fleeced He's coming them. off of a, a major bro, injury. I'm coming bro. off a major injury, bro. Huh? I don't even know if I'm gonna be the same player. But <laughs> that's to be determined. Dak is right. I'm that's, telling you, they're yeah. trying to I think they're trying to just pay him and it's like if we pay you this, you know what the product is that we expect. Well, yeah, and, I mean, and he, and he that's, to, to, be, that's deliver, to be determined, so. that, yeah. that question. Like, yes, now it makes sense. Like, all right, Dak won it, but who knows? I mean, they're in one of the weaker divisions, and then they get a, a high playoff berth, and they able to figure it out deep in the postseason, and it works out. Then that doesn't sound like both. the Cowboys we know and love, though. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but a lot of franchise tags in the NFL this week. Uh, a lot of guys got tagged today, and – um. <clears throat> we're starting to see uh, the impact, uh, the trickle-down effect of the franchise tags on the various rosters. Now, if you're not familiar with the NFL franchise tag, because um, a lot of people aren't, but it's essentially a one-year contract that guarantees a predetermined salary for players. The salary amount is set by averaging the top five salaries by position for the previous league year. if Or if it's higher, 120% of a player's salary 
the previous season. So players like quarterbacks and defensive ends will have much higher tag salary than positions like kicker or punter. Now, when you factor <laughs> that in... Yo, Sal, Sal, franchise tagging a kicker is mad funny to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to like Justin Tucker that. or somebody. I mean, I don't know. Nah, yeah. not Justin Tucker after last year. He got to go. Yeah, he missed a couple extra points, too. But, um, yeah, I would absolutely. A punter? <laughs> Yo, I'm not franchise tagging a punter. He no could be, He could be lethal, though. Like At like, what? He better be a coffin corner. Yo, if if I'm getting if my defense is starting on the opponent's That's ten true. yard line or five yard line every single yeah. <laughs> like not like so yeah. I need at least sixty we can't, yard. We can't punts. discredit the kick game. It's definitely important, but when it comes down to the breakdown of the roster, the kicker should literally not be making that much. Sorry, fellas. Sorry. Yeah, y'all, Next, y'all, yeah. <laughs> y'all be alright. <laughs> Appreciate the game winners, though. Word. But uh, you're looking at some hefty prices for some of these positions. Uh, you know, franchise tagging a quarterback in 2021 is projected to be around $24 million. Uh, for positions like cornerback, it's around $15 million. Linemen, around $14 million. Uh, so you're paying, pay uh, you know, pretty price tag uh, for a player when you franchise tag him. And ideally, uh, you hope to get that guy long term. Um, I was looking at this earlier. You want to know what one of the most notable uh, franchise tag scenarios was? What's that? Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> right before he got paid. Right before that, when he was with uh, the Titans. They tagged him three times? They tagged him the year before, and he wanted a long-term deal. He wasn't allowed to be tagged again after that. And so, after that, he got paid by the Redskins, and you saw how that played out. That he, got, he got like a hundred mil. History. He got a hundred mil, bro. <laughs> and uh, so, you can see how... You know, he's somewhere fr- chilling right now. Yeah, still they probably he probably still getting paid, but you can see how it doesn't always work out like that for uh for everybody. And, right. Um, you know, looking at some of the guys who got tagged this week, uh, let's look at some of the guys who got tagged twice uh the last two years. First of all, um, Washington football team tagged their guard Brandon Scherf again. Giants have tagged Leonard Williams, and the Broncos tagged Justin Simmons again. I can't imagine I would be happy if I was. I mean, you get the guaranteed money, but I, I'd feel more secure with the long term deal as opposed to getting the franchise tag over and over again. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I mean, in the in a sport like football, like you don't know when your next last play, I should say, is like is about to happen. So to to go out there and like leave it all on the field for one year and then blow out your knee or some shit like Mm -hmm. and then to look at it like wow like i'm about to be a unrestricted free agent now like trying to find a job like that's terrifying right yeah and especially i feel like it's most detrimental to like running backs like because they take a like one of the biggest beatings in the game and it's just like as a running back your window to make money is like probably the smallest out of any other position so it's like for a running back to get franchise tagged you're missing out on another year that could have been a part of your four-year deal or your five-year deal. And it's just like, damn, like, no running back wants to get franchise tagged. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, like, basically, all this is telling me just, like, the the business aspect of it. Like, you can only, like, feel for these guys individually. But, I mean, teams can use this to their advantage. Like, they want to continue to franchise tag a guy 
they don't want to secure him long term. I mean, they could continue to use that. I mean, and like still get his productivity exactly for the year. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's just the business aspect of it. Um, hopefully, like you know, those, these guys individually are getting paid. But I mean, you're in the NFL, and you know, teams are they be quick to you know take advantage of certain rules or you know different parts of the game financially. Um, you know, they can let you go, but I mean, this part of the game. Um, I think. You know, with a lot of guys we've been seeing get franchise tag, like Allen Robinson recently, you know, there's been a whole situation there. Uh, we don't know if he wants to be there, but, you know, yeah, that's situ- that he was he was thinking about he might have like a uh, yeah, so, I mean, situation. Yeah, so, I mean, he got franchise tagged, and who knows, you know, what the next step for that is. So it's just like a lot of business that goes into the franchise tag when you look at, you know, at this point in the offseason, like, you know, teams, the GMs and coaches are going to do what's best for the team. And you're just seeing that here and you see that every single year. And, you know, the uncertainty that these guys have uh, within their futures and financially, like, you know, it's just a whole bunch of factors that go into it, especially when you talk about the franchise tag. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a timing thing a lot of the time. Um, you know, you're hoping that you can sign a guy before his value increases too much to the point where you're not even going to be in a position to to, to grab that guy or keep that mm-hmm. guy. Um, so ideally, you, fra- you tag a guy, you sign him long-term uh, if you think he's going to be a fit. But if you end up with somebody like uh, Albert Hainsworth, then, uh, yeah, no, that's just not the move. Um, there are times when the franchise tag goes wrong. Um, absolutely. Like, like for example, uh, Le'Veon. They tried to tag him. He said, fuck that. Sat out the entire year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Now, I don't, uh, it's tough because I don't want to, I hate saying that he's not the same player he was, but he's just not the same player he was when he was with the Steelers. He lost at least three steps. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like all that, all that, like, See, let me just wait patience. and sit. <laughs> yeah. No, now you're getting tackled in the backfield. Like, there's no explosion. I mean, the Jets paid him, right? How much did the Jets pay him? He got I paid mean, by the Jets. Oh, he he absolutely got paid. Like no, yeah. but as as far as production goes, yeah. But I mean, that's that's a good that's a good point. He yeah, did yeah. Give up a whole year Bet playing on yourself, for, bro. Yeah, for and New a team York. like the Jets going pick him up and <laughs> yeah, that's what you get. Sorry, <laughs> and then he, he almost came short of a Super Bowl ring. And they didn't help so. him out either. So <laughs> and their whole line was trash, bro. Yeah, that's definitely part of why he's not the same player. But yeah, that's a good point. You know, sitting out. It is what it is. It is what like. For the NFL, it's like, oh, this guy would have done this with that. But it's like he did with what he had, and it wasn't what we thought we would get. So that's the result. Yeah, Allen Robinson, uh, you mentioned him, Rashad. You know, I know he's a guy that uh, apparently doesn't, you know, necessarily want to uh, play in a Chicago uniform. There were some reports out uh, that he might pull a Deshaun Watson type of situation uh, with the Chicago Bears. I'm not sure how likely that is. Uh, but it's it's possible. I mean, he's a veteran receiver. He, I mean, he should be able to go wherever he wants. Uh, I feel like if he made that more known, though, like if he had voiced that earlier in the season, not maybe not early in the season, but early in the off season, um, they might have been more accommodating to him. I feel like he's always just a guy who just does his job, goes in there, balls, goes home, and is just like, hey man, it's whatever. You don't make a fuss. Yeah, like sometimes you got to make a little fuss to get what you want. Um, what is he getting paid though off this tag? Like 16, 18 or something? Um, like that? So he'll get around, I believe, he's the getting paid a good like amount. 15 mil. Uh, let's see. So yeah. for. I think I think the, the issue with him. Yeah, 16.4 mil on the franchise tag. Yeah, he wants to be there long term. 
secure that. Well, I don't know who, he, who wants to be theirs for the Bears. Well, well, they they were talking about how, like, throughout this entire season, like, like oh, the Bears still haven't been in talks with of a new contract for Allen Robinson. So I think that became a a, a thing for him, Absolutely. where he wanted where he wanted to be in Chicago, but they just weren't working out a deal or negotiating anything. Yeah, it didn't feel mutual. Yeah, they said they hadn't spoken for months on a, about a long-term deal, and then <laughs> yeah. you get tagged out the blue. I can imagine that causes a stir. Yeah, and then, uh, like, top of, like, you know, Chicago being who they are, like, not, not as successful as these other teams, like, then it's like, all right, well, I can go somewhere else, get paid, and ball, like, right, and, like, win. So, but his situation is kind of iffy. Definitely. But he got paid, though, so. Some other uh, notable franchise tags uh, that have happened the last few days. Uh, the Saints franchise tag Marcus Williams, which was impressive because they are $40 million over the cap. And uh, <laughs> he is a promising Gosh. safety. But I don't know how they make these numbers work over there. They, still, they must still have the bounty going on. They must have something <laughs> under the table that we don't know about because uh, the fact that they're able to do anything this offseason is impressive, especially if you're going to retain a guy like Marcus Williams. Uh, the Giants, I mentioned, we they franchise tag Leonard Williams. Hopefully, they sign him long term. The Jets franchise tag Marcus May, uh, the safety, which they hope to sign him long term as well. And then the controversial uh, Chris Godwin tag. You know, we talked about, you know, would that tag have been better used, you know, on the defensive end? Do you like the tag on Godwin? How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, like I mean. Donovan and I think Devon, we were talking about it right before we got on, how they could have utilized it a lot better. Not necessarily, I mean, we don't know what the Bucks are thinking, but, you know, you know, and what I think now, what they were saying was, I mean, you probably could have used that tag on a guy like Shaq Barrett. Um, and, you know, you just locked up Levante David for next couple of years with a nice contract. And if you want to keep that, that defense – you know, still intact, um, especially considering the you know the the surplus at wideout. And then I saw something today. This is all speculative, but you know, apparently the Bucks wanted to you know franchise tag him now, and then eventually work out a long term deal with Godwin. I mean, I don't get why you could have just you know got the long term contract done and then tagged Shaq Barrett or someone else on that defense. But that's how I look at it. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a tough call for them. Um, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, what helped them go over the top last year? What are the things that helped the Buccaneers go over the top? Tom Brady, getting him in the offseason, but that defense, mm -hmm. right? They improved on almost every level of the defense. And if you're going to try and run it back next year, you're going to have to put up similar numbers to what your defense did last year. And I think it's harder for that defense to do, you know, um, you know, meet the same expectations it did last year or exceed them as opposed to the offense doing so uh, with the talent they already have. Right. Them. Yeah. Like, I think they already had like a, a mess of receivers that they wanted to use. Like, I remember when AB first got into the mix, they were like, okay, so this Scotty Miller, like he's good, but like, do we just put an AB over him? Like with, with, if you didn't, tag godwin and you let him walk then you just have more space for like the the weapons they have to like just fill in and like to operate. yeah like i mean I, I don't i'm not i don't disagree with the signing i just well, not the signing but the tagging i just feel like 
they could have used it better. Yeah. Um, you know, Godwin's like a great player, and they don't want to see him go. And I get that. I'm sure Brady was like, "Let's get Godwin." Like, you know, I'm sure he probably had a little influence on that. But I'm not mad at it. But I really just felt like they could have got pr- that production elsewhere. At like, I felt like they could have let Godwin go. I mean, you made a good point too off the off the pod saying you know Brady makes you know these guys average guys look look pretty good when he's out there with them. Yeah. I mean maybe they could have found someone not necessarily just as good as Godwin, but you know, I guess the closest thing they could find to it and then again utilize that that tag elsewhere on the on the defense. But who knows? Bruce Arians is keeping his word though. I know a lot of people have seen the parade that they had and he's you know, they're talking about how Arians they were on, you know, on the mic, and he was talking about how, you know, you're not going anywhere. So he locked up. Yeah. Uh, Levante David kept his word, gave him a deal. Yeah, Told Chris Godwin he wasn't going anywhere. Gave him his tag. So hopefully we'll see what they do with Shaq Barrett. I think, um, of course, obviously they would want him there, but hopefully they're, they're able for their sake, you know, they're able to keep that, that defense – Defense, um, no, still there. Saw how huge they were for in the in the Super Bowl. How big they came up. So we'll see. I mean, Tom Brady's still there. So yeah, Tom Brady's <laughs> there. They always got a chance. That's for sure. Um, they're honestly they're honestly pretty lucky because that that secondary which showed up so big for them at the end, of the, young, yeah. the, end of the yeah. season super young they ain't got paid, yeah. paid <laughs> they're yeah. contracts yeah. Like, they're fresh and they're just the getting Bowl. better. Yeah. They're fresh yeah. off the Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, so maybe four years down the line, you look at the Bucks and they'll be in the bottom barrel of the NFL once this is all said and done, you know, the Brady era in uh, Tampa. But right now, the next couple years, uh, two, three years, they're definitely still contenders. Um, some other big names in free agency. Uh, we're looking at where Aaron Jones, guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick are going. Uh, I'm hoping a guy like John o. Smith comes to the Patriots. Uh, there are a lot of good free agents. Some, I think there are some guys that can make a significant difference uh two different teams if they were added to them um but who do you guys like out of this free agent class who are you keeping an eye on i want to see i want to see where will fuller goes i thought he had himself a breakout season last year um and and he still missed what the last four games or something like that five games um doing drugs <laughs> stay off the, the weed, weed. <laughs> uh, I, I want to see where he goes. I also want to see where Hunter Henry goes. Um, that, I thought that was a – I'm not going to say like a big loss because the Chargers have so many weapons to choose from on offense, but it's definitely an incremental – I mean an yeah. instrumental piece to their offense because he was holding it down in the center yeah. of the field. He's one of the bad times in the league. And so like it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where Hunter Henry goes as well. Yeah, especially at a position like tight end, that's uh, pretty valuable if you have a good one. Um, you know, they can still look at some guys. You mentioned John Smith. Uh, they can pick up a low-value guy like Gerald Everett, um, something like that, to just kind of fill in there uh, if they really wanted to, you know, fill that role with somebody outside of their system currently. Uh, but what about you guys? I'm actually interested to see where Leonard Fournette goes and what kind of contract he gets mostly because he, he like, he kind of stepped up for them. And I just feel like any team that – is interested in signing him, he's going to be like, look, man, I need the top dollar. Because like I said, <laughs> them running backs, they got the tiny window 
to get that bag. Not necessarily, because you look at what he was a part of, what he went into. He kind of inherited, like... A bro. lot, just in terms of like eh. winning and success. I mean, like that like team, they, they weren't a winning team. Like they just had the form, they had the players to be a winning team. Like he was just came in and like they all took off on that journey together, kind of. Yeah, I mean, but like, yeah, he was part of it. But if I'm Leonard Fournette, I'm not gonna be like, okay, look, I'm not I gonna was, say I need the super max, but I'm gonna yeah. definitely. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, credit to him. Like, what, I'm, what I'm glad, like. His story over the past year or so, him getting cut by um, Jacksonville and how messy that organization was and then going to Tampa Bay and having it work out for him with him getting his ring. But, like, I'm not about to, like, you know, he, you know, his team won a Super Bowl, but he wasn't, like, I mean, he wasn't, like, the reason why. I mean, he was a, a piece, but, you know, they didn't, like, live and die by Leonard Fournette. He definitely complimented, you know, what they did. But you look at, like, the makeup – of the team and what who they have there. Obviously they have Tom Brady and then the wideouts. Like I feel I feel as if like for the Bucks going in, I I've said it before, like how it was a win win for them when they signed Leonard Fournette because you had Ronald Jones there and then again Leonard Fournette who was a guy to, who came in with the like a chip on his shoulder. He had something to prove and then obviously that worked out for him. But I I mean I don't know like what do you like in terms of like, what do you expect in terms of like how numbers? Much, yeah, I like, mean, it's tough to say, bro. I don't, I don't, I can't say. Yeah, but I mean, I can tell you this: Leonard Fournette's value now is far higher than it was before he signed with the Bucks. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. that's that's I mean, the point. I feel like I'm trying to make. Yeah. Like he, like when he was coming out of Jacksonville, Jacksonville, not that many teams were interested. I would like to think that there are now more teams interested in his services. And they're like, <laughs> after seeing what he d- did in the final game of the season, being a little more willing to give him that extra dollar to mill or two, whatever I mean, it he is. Played, he played well throughout the playoffs. Yeah, that's like, what I'm he, saying. Yeah, like he he, he just showed that yeah. he was reliable. He was available to them when they needed him, and like when they went away from Ronald Jones, yeah. he was there and he was ready to play. Well, let me just say this. I mean, I think for him, I would say he. If I'm a team that's contending, maybe that's a guy I look to. If I'm a, a, a borderline or just a championship caliber team, maybe I look look for him. Like, okay, now you've you've been in that situation where you're able, you know how to win, and you know what it, it is to be part of like a winning culture. Yeah, maybe that type of team. But if I'm like, you know, an up and coming team like the Lions or something, like I'm not about to like. Go in, well, yeah, no. yeah. I'm not, I'm not about to like break the bank for Leonard Fournette, like, especially which brings me to your, well, my answer, um, which guys I'm looking for. I'm really interested to see where a lot of these running backs go. Just basically all of them, like James Conner and Chris Carson and Marlon Mack and Mark Ingram, James White, and all those dudes. Just because now that you know today that narrative of you know you don't need a running back to win Super Bowls or just win in general where these guys go and Aaron Jones even hitting the market like they didn't use the tag on him. So where is he he a guy like him is going to go? Like you know, just because yeah, I mean. just just because again like you know, today in the NFL, you know, teams are, you know, more reliant on their quarterback, offensive line and you know, the weapons around that quarterback and then it's like, all right, well, we could have a feature running back and he doesn't need to be the best guy, but you know, yeah, I mean, look at the two teams, nice yeah. Plus. 
the two, yeah, the, I mean, the two teams that were in the Super Bowl, they didn't have the best or most high caliber running backs, but you know they had the best quarterbacks. So, yeah, there's some uh, big names in free agency. I know Trent Williams, the tackle for the 49ers as well, is a free agent, and he's one of the best left tackles in the league. Contract doesn't allow him to be franchise tag, so he said, you know, hold my dick. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> but y'all going to pay me or you going to let me go. And it looks like he's going to go. Um, but, you know, that's, that, you know, looking at free agents, you know, I always like to look at the guys, you know, which guy, if he goes to a team, they get a, you know, a significant upgrade to the point it could lead to that one extra win that they're looking for. Um, you know, a guy like <clears> – <throat> I don't necessarily know if Aaron Jones is that guy. I think Will Fuller can be that guy in certain situations where a team really needs a number two uh, or, you know, maybe a number one. I think he's he's a nice threat to have on your offense if you're looking up to open up the field mm-hmm. for other playmakers you have. Um, and then there's, you know, of course you want to solidify the linemen, uh, but defensively you have guys, Davian Clowney, Yannick Ngakwe, Solomon Thomas, Derek Wolf, Jarrell Casey, Dominican Sue, like, Shaq Bear, Hassan Reddick, Matthew Judon, Melvin Ingram. There are a lot of free agent guys defensively mm-hmm. um, who can make a serious, quick impact on various teams in the NFL. Absolutely. I feel like the thing with um a lot of those edge names you, you mentioned, like they kind of come with a price tag. Like, like Hassan Reddick, he won't be going anywhere for cheap. Yeah. Um, that was neither was Shaq Barrett. Yeah, and, and I feel like Jadavian Clowney still sees himself as a as a threat, and I think he still is. But you know, I don't think he's worth a a top dollar as far as contract. But I'm sure he'll be looking for it. You know what I'm saying? All right, I and, have a I have a question for you. So like, so a lot of these teams, so a lot of these teams just like they decide that they're not gonna use. The franchise tag, whether on anybody or just like a certain player, like what do you think that says about how well, you know so willingly teams are able to just move on and say how you know someone the fans might perceive as oh like this guy definitely deserves a franchise tag like how Aaron Jones was just let go like what do you think that says about the situation within that organization or just how teams felt about that particular player i think like, you said it earlier i think like for like it was kind of wild to me how hassan reddick was not um franchise tag uh, but you said it earlier bro it's a business it's a business there's these are business moves these aren't all necessarily moves for culture and fit and all that this is like no money these numbers have to work i have to get the books right yeah and you know, ultimately, that's got that's the bottom line. Like, I have a deadline to meet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like they want to try their best to keep some of these guys, and they could have made it work. Like, they absolutely, you know, could have tried to restructure other guys' contracts to, you know, get a deal together. But I'm sure they don't want to put that much more work in to do that. Um, you know. Whether it just be because they're lazy, they don't want to pay that much money, they don't want to, whatever the reason might be, I just think, you know, they feel like, all right, well, maybe, you know, we got a guy in-house that we like, or maybe we got a guy uh, in free agency, or it's a deep free agency class in this position, so deep draft class, exactly. Yeah, also, um, a couple other options. It's also interesting to note or keep in mind that, um, you know, when teams do decide to let let a player move on, they also do have the opportunity of getting 
um, compensatory picks yep. too. So that's also another, like I said again before, like teams can use that to their advantage. Like, okay, if this player leaves, then we have the opportunity to maybe get like X amount of yeah, third round picks. Usually around third round, yeah. fourth round. X amount of third round, round picks. picks so. Yeah, that's always a nice – yeah, any any extra pick you get is huge, uh, especially because, um, you know, you get an extra third rounder and maybe you can trade for somebody else, trade up for a spot, yeah. and you, you can really, you know, have that work to your advantage. And I guess that's why um, even the coaching moves, you know, how we mentioned uh, David Culley going to the Texans, I think the Ravens get a pick for that. Like, you know, so those things as well are going to make a big difference uh, this free agency. It seems like um, – the corners in uh, deep DBs, it seems like they're they're pretty deep yeah. uh, in terms of that class. Jason Verrett, A.J. Bouye, Malcolm Butler, Richard Sherman, William Jackson, Desmond King, Shaq Griffin, uh, Xavier Rhodes. There's a ton of guys. Anthony, and at safety, we got Anthony Harris, LaMarcus Joyner, um, John Johnson. Uh, you know, some really good guys that would you know, have an immediate impact uh, on the teams if, you know, they were picked up. But looks like you're going to have to pay some of these guys for sure. In the yeah. year when guys aren't getting paid as much. <laughs> <laughs> to that to that question about the franchise tag, I don't know. Like when I like if I were a GM, like I would have to one look at what's the what's the running what's the running contract hit or cap hit for the top five at that position. And then like I would have to look at who's my guy in comparison to those guys. Then I'm looking at all right, what position is this? First of all, like I'm not going to franchise tag running back. Like I'm probably yeah, just yeah, not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. Like it just doesn't make sense. Um, or at least to me, anyways. There's probably somebody else out there that, yeah, that thinks yeah, otherwise. Yeah. But um, there, there's got to be like some type of checklist that that they're looking yeah, at. Absolutely, and, like, I'm sure they got some benchmarks and just, be, and just maybe. being like, yo, like and there's for hours. Just what's it called? <laughs> KPIs. Yeah, <laughs> key performance <laughs> indicators. <laughs> I'm sure they got some some yeah. numbers. They better put some some analytics to this because there's some million dollar decisions. <laughs> yeah, that but really need to result like, in uh, wins, especially like, <laughs> especially just thinking about it now, like moving forward, like. I'm gonna definitely gonna be on eye like keep my eye on like the teams that you know who franchise tag this player or who you know who they didn't franchise tag just because I mean just like given this perspective you'll be able to see like why certain organizations are the way they are like you know because they did or did not franchise tag a player and how much that cost them and how it impacted their future. Yeah, and uh, looking at this stuff also just makes you look at the front office in a different yeah. light, like. Y'all, like, the season is always the entertainment. Like, exactly, that's, that's yeah, the, yeah. The pop, that's the result of all the work we've been doing. Yeah. But that off season, these dudes are grinding, trying to figure out the numbers, what guys we could keep. And let alone, you're not even talking about dealing with guys' emotions and how they yeah. actually feel about the places they're exactly. playing. They just trying to work yeah. the books. And you got guys like Deshaun Watson that's like, no, I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm yeah, not playing. No matter how much you so, pay. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely interesting. You know, we'll continue to keep an eye out. Uh, but getting to some of the trade rumors and, you know, trade transactions happening. Um, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, that sweepstakes, sweepstakes, quote unquote, uh, is going on. The Chicago Bears look to be uh, the top candidate uh, for him. And it looks like they're heavily pursuing him. And I don't blame them. Uh, Russell Wilson thinks they got an emerging offensive line, thinks he could turn around the franchise. He's got a good relationship with Matt Nagy, and he wants to capitalize on the Chicago market. 
Uh, how do you like that for Russell Wilson if he went there? Do you think it's even possible? I how mean, long, how long is Matt Nagy gonna be there? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Like, <laughs> he got to like, get there now. Like, <laughs> like for me, when I like when I'm thinking about this, like I need to see a, a trade go down. Just for as much as this has been like blown up in the media, like all this talk about Russell Wilson, like you know he would want to go to this team, like. I now I want to see a trade happen. Like I want to see him go somewhere for entertainment purposes. The Bears? I mean, like they got Allen Robinson, bro. bro like, I, but the fact oh, that he, no. be, if he goes to the Bears, they're scary. I mean, he had four teams on a short list. I think four or five. Yeah, the Cowboys were one of them, and they're out because they got. Yeah, tagged. I mean, you also got to think like Russell Wilson has been among the most pressured quarterbacks since he's been in the league too. So you just think about like, okay, if he goes to like any given team. Like, yeah, he's like, probably gonna like it's a like, low key upgrade. Yeah, yeah, there's like, a high chance way, it'll be a. He's an absolute upgrade from Mitch Trubisky. That's not the question, but no, 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 no. I'm saying, no, no, no. I'm saying, no, saying the whole line, the whole line. Oh, like, oh, I thought yeah. you were talking about at the position. My yeah, point. like just anywhere he goes. Like I remember we were talking in the group chat, like, oh, if you know, if he goes to the Saints, and then someone was like, oh, well, he has these weapons around him, but it's like, no, like if he has just a properly functioning o-line around him that's all he really ever needs. yeah and just just like because he is a magician like he will make some stuff happen yeah but i just feel like him leaving seattle when he has i mean the the o-line is critical that that you need that if you're gonna be passing the ball but he does have dk metcalf tyler lockett carson's not coming back he came out and said that he does not like to he has he don't like getting hit he don't like getting hit bro (laughs) And <laughs> we we talked about we talked about it last week. I was just I was saying, bro, like, you're only really as good as your O line. I mean, yeah, they in, do in a Russell, lot for the. In Russell Wilson's case, I mean, he did win a, a ring and he has been carrying his team. But at the end of the day, like, your quarterback does not want to get hurt, and then long term, it's just gonna have a a toll on him, whether it's physically or mentally. Like, I mean, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it uh, ultimately plays out. Um, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I don't think so either. That's what I'm saying, bro. I just don't think the Bears can put together a good enough offer. We saw what Matt Stafford, you know, what that trade ended up being. We see what they're asking for Deshaun Watson. Russell Wilson's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and you're not picking in the top 10. So I don't know if you have enough assets to realistically put a good enough offer on the table uh, for Seattle. But if Russell Wilson really actually wanted out and, you know, all these reports are true, then um, man, Russell hey, man, Wilson, Allen Robinson texting right impossible. now. I mean, if that happened, with, the NFL is definitely the with, NBA now. With David Montgomery that. in the backfield, the way that he was playing towards the end of the season, like. Oh, Allen Robinson would be so happy at that point. Oh, no, he's, he's oh, signing he's signing the long-term deal. <laughs> Word. If, if Russ, for however long Russ is there. Word. Russ, how long are you going to be here? Word. Uh, three? Like, f- four? I'm going to do three. And just he'll just play. <laughs> <laughs> just, He's going to do three. I'm weak. Yo, and then and then to add on top of that, like, Darnell Mooney is filthy. Yep. Like he's, Anthony Miller. He's too. actually a disgusting route runner. Anthony Miller is very good in the They just need guys to get them the ball, man. Yeah. So, I do they still have Trey Burton? Uh, he's a free agent. He's actually really he's talented. He's pretty good, too. Trey, yeah. he, played, he was on the Colts last year, right? Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Uh, last year, but he started with the Bears. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I honestly, like, I for me like I try not to like invest in this particular topic in terms of Russell Wilson being traded. You get too like, excited? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying because I just I low I kind of think it's just like kind of just, just BS. some BS. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like it's I 
don't see Seattle it's like giving why? him away. Yeah, like, but I need to hear from Russell Wilson, like, coming from him that he's not happy and, you know. You could DM him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Russ, come to the pod, bro. Yo, I don't bro. think I don't think it's gonna happen, but if it do, then that would be crazy. I don't think anything's gonna that happen. That would be crazy. That would be they need a, a wild that, yeah, that would that Seattle would be better act like they wanna draft the old lineman in the first round, whatever pick they got. Yeah, Seattle really needs to act like they know what they're gonna lose yeah, if he yeah. leaves because if he leaves, I don't even know who their backup is. To, Yo, y'all gotta I was about to say Tavares Jackson. Didn't he pass away? Did he might have. I think he did, bro. R.I.P. But um it's not him, but it's not anyone uh that they would want. Yeah, he did. But um, yeah, RP DeVar's nah. Back. But I, I think y'all should take a look at the. So when first, when these rumors first came out, what kind of stemmed from that was the interview he had with some like radio dude. You can look it up on YouTube or wherever. But the um, the the guy the guy interviewing him was basically trying to like you know get into you know t- you know how he was feeling about the organization, and he was just kind of like baiting him into like you know trying to stir up some controversy he's like oh like russ like you know like how do you feel about this or blah 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 like and russ is like well you know i would love to be you know in more on you know the types of things that the organizations do like i would like to have more in my more input on decisions that's being made within the franchise and you know i don't like to be hit so i mean if, if that's coming from him then yeah, he's there's, definitely, there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely some you know like some speculation to draw from that and but you know when i and actually saw that interview so that maybe that tells me a little bit like all right maybe possibly but i don't think seattle is like really wants to get rid of russ like no I team really I no mean, the team same way the, the texans don't want to get rid of Sean no Watson. team yeah no team wants to get rid of a player of his caliber and have to deal with the trying to replace him yes the essentially a rebuild basically yeah. <laughs> like so, facts, man. We'll see. So, a lot of movement uh, so far. And, um, you know, one thing I wanted to end the pod with. We talked about uh, Trent Brown. If you guys remember, Trent Brown <laughs> this uh, shit is, funny. is gonna be. Uh, <laughs> it looks like he's going to be heading to the New England Patriots, which is great. Uh, he was with our team uh, for the Super Bowl. And <clears throat> it looks like the Raiders will receive a 2022 fifth-round pick in exchange uh, for Brown and a 2022 seventh-round pick. Um, he reworked his contract, so it looks like he's going to agree to a one-year, $11 million deal. Um, now, Trent Brown, great player, great guy. Uh, but this man and everybody who's listening to this, if you made it this far, please go on Google and look up Trent Brown's tattoo. <laughs> I don't even, just leave it at that. That's, it at that. I'm not even going to tell you all nothing else. Just go look up <laughs> Trent Brown's tattoo. Then hit me up at Zone Top Podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and let us know what you think. <laughs> one, one more, one more deal that went through before we get out of here: the Dolphins trade for Isaiah Wilson. Uh, oh yeah, that was huge. It was a big pick for them. That was huge. I don't know. Um, like he only played like how many snaps for them? The Titans, <laughs> like, bro. I mean, he was a throwaway for <laughs> like them. Three yeah, snaps, all in victory. First of all, all in victory yeah. formation. <laughs> chill out. Yeah, first of all, like. He, he was he was he was the first he was a first round pick right so, like, he was a dog at Georgia no pun intended but no pun intended no pun intended but um I think that's huge for for uh, Miami considering like you know the Tua and the development of him 
And um, um, I saw something else that said uh, Isaiah Wilson actually went to the same high school that Brian Flores did. Yep. Oh, okay. Which is okay. A crazy tie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like. All right. So yeah, I like exactly. So when I saw that, I'm like, word, like Isaiah Wilson. Yeah, you want to get Hopefully, a second chance. This but he got to yeah, he got to figure it out for himself. Yeah, I, I ain't yeah, going to speak on That's like, what it comes down to a lot comes of down to the guys, Like how are you a first round pick you only played like 3 snaps. Real yeah, man, for real. We'll Good for him though. I'm hopefully he capitalized on this opportunity and he's in a pretty decent situation with the ascending Miami Dolphins team, so. And Facts and we'll we'll get into the uh, to them coming soon when our off-season breakdowns continue next week. Uh, that is the end of the Zone Talk podcast. Uh, stay tuned on our socials for future content regarding upcoming podcasts at uh, Zone Talk Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll catch y'all next week. Zone Talk, Zone Talk, Zone Talk. I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know. You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl. All I need is any with a little bit of dope. Soon as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go, yeah. Never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro. We can do it faster, we can do it slow. Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door. I know what your spots like, I've been there before. I left my main hoe, now my son, my main hoe. Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know. Before my plane clothes, get the bag and race home. Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes. Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Richard Paul still gon' live by the same code. Off the throne, it's how to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey. Quarter on the beat, I told him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed or make me go off. Hey. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. But still, my bike crib from north up to Pross. Big hilly niggas bite me hard, I feel like holy fieldy nigga flex. Too hard to care about hoes for real. Yeah. Top speed, OD, low key on me. Top speed, OD, low key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dice just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah. I'ma go top speed.